Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Happy to be joined by Jeremy Rutherford. He's the Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. He joins us each and every Tuesday right here on Ribs and BK. JR, what's going on, my man? Doing well, doing well. And uh, BK, how was feeling for you yesterday? You know, hearing about the uh, the meal for the father-in-law. Uh, the father-in-law world, the future father-in-law world is, is something else. Uh, I'll never forget when I wanted to propose to his daughter. Uh, he said, you know, the family rule. And I said, what's that? And he said a thirty pack of beer. So I couldn't have got I couldn't have gotten my car faster. I was up to the gas station, thirty pack of beer. And and the rest of the family said, Where's Jeremy? And he said, Oh, he went up to get a thirty pack of the beer. For what? You know, the family tradition when you ask to marry his daughter. And they said, When did that start? And he said, Just now. <laughs> I like it though. And he got out easy. If it's just a thirty pack of beer, that's an easy thing to be able to handle. Yeah, so that's how much uh, my wife cost me a thirty pack for the father-in-law. Well, you oh, got my. out. You got out pretty cheap Hopefully on that one. Hopefully, it was good beer, though. Hopefully, it wasn't Bush Light. <laughs> Although I love Bush Light. <laughs> I think it was regular Bush. There you go. Gotta be Jerry careful with that. I, I had a feeling that was coming. <laughs> Jerry Rutherford joining us here on Rims and BK on 101 ESPN. All right, JR, the latest talk in the NHL is all about the hub cities and where they're going to be playing at. Um, it sounds like Vegas is very likely going to be one. What's the latest that you're hearing on the other? Where should we expect to watch these games take place? Yeah, they've narrowed it uh, from 10 down to 6, I believe. So they've uh, eliminated a couple today. You probably saw that uh, Columbus, Minnesota, uh, and then today Dallas and Pittsburgh are now off the list. So it's down to uh, six, and they're the, the six that you've probably been hearing a lot of. You have uh, Las Vegas, which seems like a lock. And then in the United States, uh, you have uh, you have uh, Chicago and L.A. And then up in Canada, if they go to Canada, you're looking at uh, Vancouver, Edmonton, or Toronto. So we've talked about it. It depends on what Canada is going to do with its rules, which we all have heard that it looks like they're going to lax those rules and allow uh, the teams to play in Canada. So you, you got a good bet that uh, it could be Edmonton or Vancouver to be that other spot along with Vegas. Yeah, well, JR, here's what my question about this, and I've asked this of several people, is how are, is the why would the NHL only have one Eastern uh, city that's available for a hub city? Like Toronto is the only team in the Eastern time zone that is still in the running for it. I mean, doesn't that just not bode well for TV ratings in up north and northeast specifically, where if they've got to wait for a, a game at 11 o'clock at night in Vancouver or 10 o'clock at night in Las Vegas? Like, I just don't know. If they're looking for ratings and revenue to be generated, don't they almost have to have Toronto? 
Yeah, I think that's what we were originally thinking, uh, and I honestly haven't seen a schedule of games, but, you know, what I've been told, if you're trying to play, let's just say, three games uh, per day, you're going to have those uh, during the afternoon hours, and then let's not forget that these teams will soon quickly be eliminated. So after you have the playing games, you got a number of them heading home, and then uh, after the first round, you've got a number of them heading home. So this is going to dwindle quickly, and you're going to be able to play these games uh, during hours that I think will still work for people on the East Coast. I think right now, Riv, I'm with you, but I think it's uh, they're looking at safety first, and that's why everybody questions uh, Chicago, but with, from what I've been told is that Chicago has presented a, a terrific plan to keep them within the bubble. Everybody wants to talk about the COVID numbers uh, in Chicago, including myself, but they seem to have a really good plan for Chicago if they were to select it. I still don't think it's going to be Chicago, but my point is I think it's more about safety than what we're thinking primetime viewing hours. Now, Jay, I want to double back again. I just can't let this go as far as the <laughs> Eastern team because if they have daytime games like they're talking about, most people are working. The ratings just aren't going to be phenomenal at that point. And then as they progress into the playoffs, a huge portion of the viewership is that Northeast, that Eastern time zone. I mean, you got Toronto, you got Ottawa, you got Montreal, you got New York, you got all the big cities that are your viewers. And I just feel like they're going to be missing out, especially when they go to the prime time games, the big game of the day. You're going to lose some of that, that revenue or some of those ratings. I don't disagree whatsoever. I just don't know, you know, and doing their homework and looking at that plan for Toronto, if that bodes well. Everything I've read from uh, Pierre Lebrun and talking to some people around the league, that Toronto now sits third behind Vancouver and Edmonton. And and everything that comes from the league is don't be surprised if there happen to be uh, two in the West. So without being in on those meetings and and hearing the exact specifics on why they're not doing that, uh, we don't know why they're kicking out some of these uh, Eastern teams. And when I say Eastern, I mean Eastern Conference, which includes uh, Columbus, which includes today a Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh, you'd think, uh, could provide the facilities and the safety, but uh, they're just shying away from those cities. We're talking to Jeremy Rutherford. He's the Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. So, JR, earlier today I saw the reports of Vladimir Tarasenko back on the ice here in St. Louis. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but what, what should we expect from Vladdy whenever these playoff games are ultimately played what are you anticipating from him yeah I'm anticipating a player and I think a player that's going to be a little more confident that he would have been had he come back uh, when they were projecting him to in late March that was going to be pushing it I mean that was going to be right at uh, five five and a half months from the time that he had the surgery so we all expect him uh, to be fully healed from the shoulder surgery and now it's just a matter of you know, getting back out there and the rust that's going to be obvious. Uh, you know, he gets out there on the ice uh, yesterday for the first time in, in terms of being at uh, Centene, but he's been on the ice, you know, for the past uh, couple weeks. Uh, but still, until you get into that practice mode, uh, rest of the guys being out there, going through the drills, scrimmaging, you know, he's not going to be able to get a feel for things. So it's going to have to happen quickly uh, because, the, you know, the training camp's going to be a couple weeks and then you're going to be playing games. You know, I've mentioned this before, but he was going to step into a situation where everybody else was up to speed back in March, and now that's going to be a, probably a little bit better for him coming in, and then everybody's been off the ice for about three months. So I think that'll help him, uh, but nonetheless, what can you expect from him? I don't understand why we couldn't expect uh, Vladdy to be himself after he gets his uh, feet underneath him. JR, talking about great blues wingers, I couldn't help but notice your letter or your petition for Keith Kachuk to be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. I, for one, 
have just been scratching my head for years as to why he has not been inducted into the Hall of Fame yet. I loved your letter, your note, whatever you want to call that. What is the main reason for you, though, for people who maybe haven't seen it, which is posted on Twitter, um, what do you have to say about Keith Kachuk and why, for you, is he a guy that should be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, Riv, so the uh, Hall of Fame will have its uh, committee meeting with the real committee uh, the next couple days, and they'll decide who's going to go in uh, later this year. And there's an obvious choice, uh, Jerome McGinley, there are some others. What the Athletic uh, tried to do is we put together our own 18-member committee just to kind of mock exactly uh, what what happens in real life. And we all uh, pitched players, and we all made cases for players that we wanted to uh, try to get into our Hall of Fame, let's say. And so I took on the case of uh, Keith Chuck and you know even though I've felt over the years like you that he is deserving you know you have to go beyond that and you have to dig a little deeper so you know I did the homework Keith Kachuk is the 33rd uh, all-time leading goal scorer in the NHL and if you look above him the other 32 guys only four of them are not in the Hall of Fame and two of them are going to for sure be there. You're talking about Yager and Ovechkin. And after that, Aginla, and he certainly will be. And then you have uh, Patrick Marlowe. So you look at a situation, Keith Kachuk, 33rd all-time leading goal scorer of, uh, in NHL history, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. There's a lot of other uh, ammunition to, uh, to state his case, 12th in power play goals. You know, he's missing that Stanley Cup, and he's kind of missing that team success. But to me, he's a guy who was – one of the best at his position for a long stretch of time in terms of power forwards in the NHL. First American-born player ever to lead the NHL in scoring with 52 goals. He had back-to-back 50-goal seasons. Only 29 players, I believe, in NHL history have had back-to-back 50-goal seasons. He definitely has a place in NHL history, and now it's trying to make that case for the Hockey Hall of Fame. JR, as a little bit of a follow-up to that, do you think there's any current Blues that are either on the path or will eventually become Hockey Hall of Famers? Yeah, I don't think there are any uh, right now that are uh, slam dunks, no-brainers. I mean, you look at this team that we've talked about uh, with Doug Armstrong for a long time. You know, he always say, says that, uh, you know, we don't uh, pay superstars necessarily, but we have a lot of handsomely paid players. And that kind of fits how things look uh, with these guys in terms of uh, the Hall of Fame. Alex Petrangelo, he's a guy. You know, you win another cup or two and, and, and keep playing the way he's playing, perhaps he's got a chance. Tarasenko, uh, you know, I think he's really going to have to become that 40, 50 goal scorer on an annual basis to probably lift himself into that category. And then you've got a guy like uh, Jordan Bennington. Hey, you never know. It's too young. It's, uh, you know, it's too early. He has the one cup. You know, maybe you win three or four cups and a couple Vesnas and he's there. Uh, but to me, look at this group and those are the guys who, who have a chance at that. JR, one last one for me. Um, you know, baseball is a disaster. It's a mess right now. They can't get out of their own way. Meanwhile, uh, reports uh, from the NHL and the NHLPA are that they are working on hammering out an extension for their current CBA. Do you have any update on that? Yeah, just that uh, they've been talking, you know, trying to get the game back on uh, ice and, uh, you know, they have that CBA coming up. And so a lot of it is, hey, well, we'll do this if you do this. And, you know, let's try to tie this into the CBA talks in terms of giving and and taking. And and while we have this cooperation going, Riv, and, and, you know, that's not always been there. 
uh, let's try to hammer out some things with the CBA. So the thing is, you're going to need a full-scale vote of the 700-plus players uh, to make all those things happen. Is there enough time, you know, before the July 10th training camp and then trying to get these games going to get approval on some of these big issues? There might not be. Uh, so that's why you'll hear the term uh, understanding, you know, the framework uh, that, that uh, both sides, the PA and the league, understand how they want things to, to happen with the CBA. I understand, last thing I'll say here is I understand the, the need to try to tie the CBA into these talks because you certainly don't want any work stoppages in the future. But let's just not rush to any sort of decision just because you need to get it done in the next couple weeks you know, to get the game back going again. Hey, look, if it's going to take some time to tie some of those things in, in the CBA, you know, let, let it play out a little bit. But I do think the bottom line right now is there's great cooperation between these two sides in the NHL. He's Jeremy Rutherford. You can find his work on The Athletic. He joins us each and every Tuesday right here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. JR, all the best, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Thanks a lot, guys. Yep. Absolutely. That's Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on 101 ESPN.